You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, repeat. Hi. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Right? How about you? What? How was yours? I always like, because I talked to Melissa yesterday, she was like, how was your weekend? And I was like, I don't remember. I feel like your brain, like, I think it's like lack of sleep that your brain resets on Monday morning it to does. just like forget the last week. It's seriously. On Friday, though, we did have like a dinner with some other moms and kids and that was fun. And then Saturday, nothing really happened. And Sunday... I just hung out. I was supposed to go to baby showers, but I was like, just kidding. Showers. Showers <laughs> with an S. And I said no to both. So <laughs> Understandable. Uh, we had like part two of uh Addie's birthday this weekend. So that was like this was like the intense part with like other children. Like the first time it's like, oh, we're at Disney and it's just like her and Ava and it's, you know, great. And like the adults outnumbered the kids. Right. But now this weekend, we were, like, outnumbered by a lot. And John and I, it was, like, one of those times where we were, like, oh, man, like, I'm a little bit happy right now that we don't have kids yet because this is very intense. <laughs> like, Monkey Joe's is one of those places where no. it's, like, not sure if you're mm-hmm. ready yet for a child. If you go to Monkey Joe's, like, you're definitely going to take at least another six months to a year. To I'm have always not ready for yeah. anything like that. Like, Monkey it's Joe's so or Oh my god! And this is like my third time going, and each time I'm just like I leave exhausted because it's just very overwhelming, it's draining. Um, and like it's funny because she has so much energy, but she was really more focused on playing games more than even like jumping. She's like, I'm trying to play these games right now. So <laughs> she wore us out, and then um, we went to the market on South on the way home because it's just like why not? And if you're in Orlando, that's like amazing vegan food. It's like kind of like a like a little market area type of place, and it's just it's just so freaking good. Yeah, Market Delicious. on South is where Valhalla Bakery is. Yes, right? Valhalla okay. Bakery is there, and that's delicious and then they actually it's really weird but they have these milks that are really good they're not like cow milk they're like almond milk and coconut milk and different things um and then they have like uh i think it's called dixie dharma and they serve like vegan food and john like john's a pescatarian so he only eats fish he doesn't eat regular meat and he but he loves pulled pork sandwiches like that's the only thing he misses like if he sees one smells one he's always like oh my goodness like so good and so they have like a fake one that's like made with jackfruit and he tried to make one at home before and it was like absolute crap i was like get that out of my face (laughs) i was like this did this is no bueno but he had this one there and like he got like emotional like as we're like sitting in market on top he like he like looks across from me and he's like thank you for taking me here and i'm like babe this isn't even our first time here and he's like i know but the sandwich is so good and i'm just like okay that's hilarious (laughs) yeah and then on sunday we had friends over and you know we had brunch and played cards against humanity so that's always fun uh my good friend has like a new boyfriend so we wanted to like have him over and we're like here's a great way to like break the ice is play a card game that makes everyone feel uncomfortable and horrible right oh my goodness (laughs) Oh, man, this poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was eventful, and I can't believe, like, we're, it's finally, like, to me, I'm ready for summer to be over. Um, I think of, like, fall as being the start of September, but it's actually September 22nd. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm just like, give me all the pumpkin things, and please let it be colder okay, out. Okay, this is, like, a rant already, because 
pumpkin yeah. stuff is already out. It is. It's That's still weird. August. So no. That is weird. Um, but you're you're going to travel soon, so you're going to yeah. like escape this heat. I mean, well, Texas is just as hot. Is it like <laughs> is it humid? I don't hot, think it's though? as humid. I think yeah. it's like that Arizona dry yeah. heat. Yeah. But I think the nights are cooler always in Texas versus here. Like nights are still warm here. Uh yeah, it's the nights here are just kind of like that nasty thick air. Yep. So it'll be nice to escape that for a few days. I'm really jealous of you. Uh, ready. <laughs> well, I say that because yesterday I had like Mondays are usually two days. Like I work at nine and then I work at five thirty, and it was ninety seven degrees at five thirty yesterday. When we yeah, were it's out. like that's that's the thing is like John and I have been trying to wait till the sun goes down to like go out into the world and do things, but it still doesn't even help. Nope. It's just like you sweat maybe a little bit less, but that that humidity is 100%. Yep. So this is why we need to move. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. Before we move, let's talk about today contributing to your industry, which ours is here in Orlando, but I think most people's are pretty much global for the most part. This is global too. It's not just local because some people. live in geographical areas where creative creative communities are not as popular so this is for everyone yeah absolutely um and that's what i love about just growing up in the internet age and having that access now is that if you do live in a place where you're kind of isolated i think that orlando really does have a great creative community so we are lucky there but if you live in a place where you're kind of isolated from that like there's definitely online you're going to find a lot and i think that even though you know, Orlando does have a great creative community. I, you know, was very shy for a long time and still pretty much am. And so a lot of people that I found like you have been through the internet still. So it's definitely beneficial. I agree. (laughs) So kind of starting out, I think that one of like the more simple things that you can do if you want to contribute to your industry, but you're not really sure where to start, you're not exactly sure all of what you have to offer, but you know, there's something that you can give, but you're kind of like too afraid to like, really throw yourself out there a ton you can start really simple and just like have like a little meet and greet with friends like grab some coffee sit down discuss business and see how you can help them and i think that this is something that um you and i do all the time and we do with melissa all the time and you know even david and nick like you know contribute and occasionally john (laughs) um but yeah i mean i think it's it's really simple to just be like hey so this is what's going on in my business i wanted to see if i could meet with you and pick your head about some things and like i'm i'm cautious to like pick brains of people who i don't know because that's different you know like if somebody does a service for a living like I'm not saying if somebody is like if somebody's a business consultant and you don't really know them don't ask them out for a coffee and ask them to consult with you for free but right. if somebody's one of your best friends like they're actually in your group of best friends and you you have things that you constantly contribute to them and their business then it's okay to sit down and ask for that help when you know the roles are reversed yeah it's just easy to have someone to bounce ideas off of which is what i like about going to coffee is that i want to hear what other people do because i've been doing this for a lot longer than you guys like i'm old (laughs) so sometimes i have like insights on things or local things because i'm involved in all these communities that i can give to you guys and then you guys can give me all this weird like internet stuff that i don't know because i'm not online as often um so just all the like getting together and just sharing ideas to me is so valuable and we were talking in a different group of ladies about how men it's so easy for them like they just go to Panera and they see another guy in business and they just start talking and they share secrets or whatever you know, but for women it's hard do speak to each other like it's crazy because like they'll just find that one thing they have in common and then it's just like there you go like 
and yeah. they don't even like think twice about it. Like guys like approach John all the time to like talk to him about his beard. <laughs> and I'm like, even if I really like liked a girl's like hair or something, like I don't think it would start a conversation. Like I might be like, oh, like, you know, I really like your bag. And then that would probably be like the yep. end of it because I'd be like afraid to like continue it on. Or she'd just be like, why are you creepy? Um, yeah, which I get yeah. all the time. I tell people like things all the time. I'm like, oh, your nails are cute. And they're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is true. I think that it's it's nice and easy for men a lot of times. Yeah, so- and like here it's a heavy like there's a lot of guys like in our creative community here in Orlando not that it's like a bad thing but you know what I'm saying another way that you can contribute that I mean it's obviously a little bit more involved than um going and just grabbing coffee and talking from home so if you don't like to go out and about um a great way is like doing a podcast like we're doing or doing a webinar online classes um obviously like a webinar and an online class can be a little bit less involved than a podcast um, although some people do podcasts and they're like, I'm going to do, you know, six episodes and that's it. Like, it's just kind of a limited, you know, engagement. Um, and then there's us who were like, we will do it every week until we die. Yeah. Like, this is going to be my retirement plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I think that it's, you know, what I love about the pod, like our podcast is that it really kind of started from us being two friends that would meet up and have coffee and kind of like go back and forth and again contribute to each other and then it turned into hey like we're actually discussing a lot of great material and a lot of the things that we're saying if we're having questions about it then it could be helpful for other people and so that's kind of how this turned into our our conversations our coffee talks turned into a podcast and so i think that's a perfect example of kind of moving up from you know the very beginning of how can i contribute and taking that next step right and i definitely think that um as far as webinars, because they are, they are sometimes can be very involved. You can have lighting and all this stuff, whereas a podcast is kind of your voice and having that, like you said, short-term podcast. Um, just giving information, even eBooks, I feel like mm-hmm. is another easy way. You can just, you don't even have to talk to anybody. You can just yeah. type things out, design it out the way you want to. Um, just being able to have information that you're willing to give out. And almost like when I think about contributing to your industry, I mean it in a way where you kind of don't want return from it like you're not looking for immediate financial gain you're just really looking to share like your um expertise and things that you've learned and you really want to make sure nobody makes the same mistakes as you or those things and I feel like those things are so powerful and that's why our industry as creatives is so great because we get to learn from so many different people and people have different experiences and I feel like last week's episode was such a good example of that with Elizabeth and her talking about all the sweat equity she put in her business I was like this is like so real (laughs) like I'm still like not over this episode well and I'm glad that you point out the whole like money thing because I do feel like a lot of people do webinars and they're directly related to like wanting to make money back and we're not saying that there's anything wrong with that but that's not what we're talking about right you know what i mean like and i think elizabeth is also a perfect example because she does webinars that like literally are not for her clients at all they are for like other people and right helping people um so her webinars are like a perfect example exactly so i mean it just kind of depends on what you're comfortable with but i mean it could be anything from a blog post like your blog posts are very informative they're basically like mini novels oh goodness um, you, don't, you don't put them out all the time and that's because like each one could probably be an online class like they're very <laughs> very long and informative so it's like something like that is contributing to your industry um a webinar where you're just giving back is contributing to your industry um and i think that how like how much you how far and how much time you want to put into it just depends on like how much time you have i get that some people are like 
I need to do a webinar that leads to you know a, a class where somebody pays me. I get that because it's your job. But I think that you know if you're gonna carve out the time for it, just do it for you know like you you should know the the difference basically. Yeah, and that's Don't trick people. Just be straight up. There's nothing wrong with being like I'm doing this and asking for money, but then. You know, don't be like, I'm only doing this to contribute. Yeah, don't try to be shady. Don't be shady. <laughs> like, that's just a general life rule. In general, don't be shady with be anything. Up, Seriously. Shady. Oh, we my goodness. Change, like, our tagline to that. Don't be shady. Don't be shady. And then kind of, like, getting to the next stage, I think, would be, again, you're still like, I don't want to go outside. I'm very much like I don't want to put on pants today. Yeah, I want to be in my sweatpants. And you can still contribute to an online community. And I think this can be easier than um, podcast webinars and online Oh, yeah, totally. On how much you contribute. Um, some people go in daily. Some people host the online community. And sometimes, obviously, those people make money for that, as they should, because it's a lot going on. Right. Um, sometimes they don't, though. Like, I know, for example, Rising Tide Society is a perfect example. And um, they, like, they don't get paid. It's something that they do, you know, as a volunteer to host. And then, uh, like, tons of different people contribute and help. So it's a great place to go where you can just post a question and then all of these people come in and say, kind of, here's what I would do. Or all of them. All of them are going <laughs> to, like, so several people. people. And I think that I'm probably, I've tried to, like, take myself out of quite a few um, online communities just because there's too many. Like, if you're, if you're like, in 100 it's hard to keep up, right? Right. But I think I'm in like eight, and they're for different reasons. Like some are specifically for photography, some are specifically for consulting, and then some are just like business in general. Right. I definitely am in quite a few, but it, most of them are on like Facebook. I think yeah. Slack, I really try to be limited on how many Slack channels I'm in, and I only think I'm in four. And some of them aren't even that active. Some of them are just for conferences that I'm in. So the two, the three that are mainly like the WordPress Orlando group, um, there's another ladies of WordPress one that's really active. And I really love that. Those ladies are amazing. And then there's the Google um, Women Tech Makers. And I've recently joined that one. And that one is also like so like inclusive and amazing. That sounds so like, it's, legit. It is. It's super legit. I'm like, do you, are you sure that I need to be in here? Because this sounds like awesome. And they just give so much insight into the industry and being women in tech and like especially women of color and different events and try to get people jobs. Like it's really like, hey, we're trying to make women like thrive here. And I really like being a part of those types of communities where I can contribute and also like figure out ways that I can learn how to contribute better locally. So I get to learn from these ladies that are doing stuff in different like cities and then I can bring that back to Orlando. Absolutely. That's, I love that. I love because some of the uh, groups are like local based and then there's some that are just literally all over the world. Right. And you definitely get different vibes and different things out of being in both of those two different types yeah, of groups. Seriously. I feel like the wisdom from being in global groups is a lot different like being on local it's fine but it's really just to drive conversations that you have in real life kind of um online to yeah. extend them but I mean I'm telling you getting perspective from people who live in different countries of the world and what they're doing and what they're making and how they're making it can really just inspire you number one to do better like you're like wow these people are amazing and secondly it just uh, makes you think a different way yeah and I would say there's also like a lot of blogs out there and a lot of podcasts out there that have like their own creative community yes. based off of um, their blogger podcast. So it's like if you follow this blog or you listen to this podcast all the time, obviously if you're in a group 
of people that also do it, you're going to obviously have some things in common. So right. There's a lot of common ground already to start with. And it just makes a creates a great environment for communication. I definitely agree with Which, that. Let's say I tr- I wanted us to do that. And uh, like, Christmas, oh, like we need a, a Facebook group. Like, let's do all the things, and you're like, come down. Like, <laughs> who has time for this? Neither one of us. Neither one of us has I'm time. In charge by myself, like we'd have like our own like spaceship and like a, like a planet. A spaceship like, so that cool. lives like, like in a parking a lot. Or, you know, oh my goodness! Just all about our podcast. I just imagine like Soul Plane, but it's like a yes. spaceship. <laughs> but it's literally just like driving around in circles because we're way too busy to actually tell it to go anywhere. No. Do you have like a favorite online community that you're in, whether it be a Facebook group or otherwise? Facebook group. I feel like, and I still like. I love the first of all in terms of Twitter chats, Black Creative Chat. It's yeah. got to be one of my favorites. Like it just it that gives it gives life favorite. every time. Um, even when it's not great, it's still better than other ones. <laughs> like I'm, like well, I was like crazy. The thing about that chat is that you can literally like come into it two days later and it's still, and still going. It because, like you go through and you're like like because it's always kind of like active in a sense. Like, right. The hashtag so is always being contributed might, to. Like, add things like throughout the week and stuff like that. So I feel like because I I'm. Sometimes I'm really bad about um, being in Twitter chats, like, and I like if I happen to be in one, it's because it just happened that random. Like, it's never right. Like, I write it down, but it's just like it just doesn't always work out. Um, but I, I happen to randomly pop up in them, and that's that's the one that is like even if I miss it, I will literally just like go back through because you just get so much value, and you can still reach out to those people and continue on those conversations. Yeah. Whereas I feel like a lot of other Twitter chats, like once the conversation's over, like. If you didn't have that dialogue in the conversation, it's kind of like done at that point. Yep, totally. So that I think that that's one of my favorite communities. I think we like agree that like start yeah. with black creatives if you haven't. Also, um, bloggers like me, which I know it's a lot of bloggers, um, but it's definitely catered toward brown women, like ladies, because there weren't that many. It was like the first that was yeah. catered to brown women before there were any others and so I feel like that Facebook group is still going strong which is crazy to me because I've been in it for like five years I feel like so the fact that it's still going like every day there's content and people posting now especially with sponsorships people are like really insightful about like who's good at sponsoring content and what companies to work for and ad networks and which companies not to and like conferences are going to this group specifically to look for women speakers which is awesome that's how I found like one of my speaking gigs and so it's one of my favorites. It's like an old, old fave. <laughs> I'm also like a really big fan of, I have one that's just here for like local um, female photographers. And like, it's not necessarily just for female photographers. It just happens to mostly be like, we like randomly will have a few guys in there every once in a while. But um, I've been in it for like a really long time. And through that, like I got into it when I really started as a photographer. It was years and years and years ago. And I've like been in it while I've grown through like what I was going to photograph and like where, who my client, you know, my target clients were. And like throughout that entire time, like I've gotten so much value from the group. And even when I don't like check in for a long time, it's like, I'll go back in there. And it's just like, there's always active conversation. There's always like really great advice. And even if I don't have a question, I feel like I, you know, like it's it's a chance for me to you know give back and kind of like give some insight because we always have like a great mix of like people that have been in for a really long time and then people that are brand new so and it's you know it's been around like forever um and like a lot of people like it's just it's everything from like wedding photographers to like newborns which i have no desire to ever ever shoot 
and then you have like food photographers like it's just across the board so it's really interesting to kind of have all those perspectives but we're from like the same area right that's awesome yeah so yeah i I love online communities i i think that they're really fantastic seriously Um, and those are like the three things that you can kind of do without leaving your house at all or being like too involved in having to like see someone in person right (laughs) so now we get to the things that are kind of a little bit more in person the first one isn't you know you can still not see that many people right that would be donating services and goods and i think the perfect example of this is kind of just like what we went through recently in Orlando with the Orlando shooting and a lot of the different creative industries getting together to kind of like give back and have that fellowship within their industry, whether it be like hosting different events to raise money or, you know, designing things for free, donating things and raising money that way. So, I mean, it's, I think that it's a great way to kind of like get people who, um, are in your industry and not and are not super involved in the community kind of get them out and about and do something that's a good cause at the same time yeah and if you can't you're not in a place where you can directly donate um just i mean when i say donate time i mean like your physical time or be somewhere um just buying the collateral from like pulse like i know a lot of people in other cities like i went to new york and i saw so many orlando shirts which was crazy like never in you know never in a million years would i thought that i'd ever see like so many like little rainbow heart shirts from orlando up in new york city but i thought that was awesome that these people who you know weren't even really affected felt like they had to support and that's how they garnered their support was going in and supporting the communities that were doing creative things so um there's still so many t-shirts that are for sale um and that money is still being divided up and those people still need support so don't ever think that it's a lost i'm sure the same thing right now with baton rouge i'm sure there's creatives and stuff that's happening right now that you can be doing to give back to try to help these people with this flood that's just devastated that whole area it's just there's always an opportunity that you can just even you can't donate your time or your creativity donate your money like seriously but yeah i think that like no matter where you are like even if you're not affected by something um you know you you still like there's a cause that you can like say hey this is important to me get people in your industry together and do something together whether it's i mean we went to an event here in orlando together and that was really fun um but it's like you know just get people together have an event like have people come out and just share their talent and it's a great way to like get to know other people in your industry contribute to that industry and help people which it's like I mean, yeah to me that's that's perfection it's also awesome to know like who's a good person if that makes sense like you know like good people to work with like you don't have to really worry about judging someone's character because you guys are all there for a good cause like genuinely so going to work with them in the future is a little bit easier because you're like hey this person was awesome they came out to this event where i was and blah 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 so and uh, like speaking of which it's kind of like one of those things for me it's hard for me sometimes to like be like i'm gonna go to this event because i chicken out but when it's for like a cause like it's a lot easier for me to be like, okay, you need to get over yourself and you need to get out there and like support your community, support the industry, support whatever cause this is. Whereas like if it's just for like a mixer or something, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stay home. So every time she's yeah. not kidding, every <laughs> single time, <laughs> every one of them. 
that's gonna be like my New Year's resolution for next year too to like get out and do. That was your New Year's resolution for this year. Exactly. You're not even. Reach that number. I'm gonna have to go back through. Oh my gosh. I like even half things sometimes. I'm like, I'm not even gonna invite you because you're not gonna come. It's August, right? So I still have enough time before the end of the year that I can reach whatever that number is. You're supposed to be going to Florida BlogCon. I'm putting it out in the streets and we put the name. Even though I know it wasn't. What I do remember is I said the number and you were like, "Uh, Are you sure? Because that's a big number. Yeah. I know it was over 10. I think it was like 15. Like it was like a. It was, I guess I'm gonna have a busy fall. It was more than one. <laughs> so the next one would be donating your time, um, like a lot of your time through teaching. Um, so you can do this with like classes, workshops, that sort of thing. And it is a much more involved thing because even more so than like a book or you know an online class, uh, you're there in person. So you really have to have your research done. You have to be organized. I mean, you're kind of preparing things in the same way you would if people were paying for something. Right. They're coming out for this value. They're coming out for a reason. And so you really have to bring your A game when you're up there. And this is something that you really should speak on because you do it all the time. Like, <laughs> I was like, say, oh my goodness, yeah. workshops of now. Scale. Like you do it often and you have a long um, like class that you teach. So teach. Yeah, workshops have become my my new jam, mainly because maybe I should have been like I actually my aptitude test it was like you should be a teacher and I was like hmm, that's cute, <laughs> that's funny, but I guess I'm becoming a teacher in this way where I like to go back and give skills, especially when you've been in the industry for like a decade. You just have so much stuff that you need to give it to somebody else. Like, you just can't keep it inside. Or even blogging about it, I feel like it's not enough. You actually want to give people practical applications. And one of the most recent things that I did was Girls Who Code. The summer sessions are just done. And that was, like, an easy... I mean, and you don't even have to be a developer to do Girls Who Code. So the one of those that's one of those things where it's easy to volunteer. You come in, you're just giving your mentorship of being a woman that's there for other women who want to get a career in tech just show up (laughs) like that's awesome so that was fun a whole week of just getting these girls all over Orlando getting to code projects in Python that I don't even know how to do um so uh those are fun and then workshops that I've been doing uh different ones for WordPress or different ones for design or just um these um events that we're doing like I'm going to be at WordCamp Orlando doing a workshop for I think I don't know what it's for. Something about business, though. <laughs> like, I just, they just signed me up. And I was like, okay, I'll show up. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. Like, show up. So, uh, yeah, Friday workshops at work camp. So, it just, that's how it is, though. Like, I'm available, and they just assume I'm available. I'm going to be there anyway. And they just sign me up, and I just do it. Like, you just get into it. So, if you can find a, like, creative, especially co-working spaces are really into hosting events pitch them the idea of doing a workshop like seriously if you want to put that there it sounds like a lot of work and it is kind of on the front end but once you start doing them it's easy to turn it down like speech because i mean obviously you're traveling so it's like each time you go somewhere different they have well it's been different now like i've done three or four different different completely different ones so that's been interesting and like i said the one i'm doing in orlando is completely different i don't like i said i don't even know what i'm talking about (laughs) which is terrible um it's either like i think it's project management actually that's what i think it is well that's like right up your alley yeah it's my favorite things yeah if you could just do like Mm -hmm. a huge presentation on like project management and systems it's managing clients dude's (laughs) wiggling his finger at me and he's writing an angry note (laughs) 
So I was going to say, like, that's no, mine's just on managing. Like, how would you, like, tell listeners to get involved? But I think that that's a really great idea of, like, going to um, a community space. Coffee like, shops, like, usually. I feel like those are good places to pitch workshops. Yeah, I love that idea. And I think that there's so much value in that. And I think that, um, you know, it's not always easy. People don't realize, like, it's not very easy to teach. Like, you normally either can or you can't. Yeah. And it's it's challenging for a lot of people. And if you can, it's so great for you to be able to... Exactly. ...and people and really give back in that way. Because it is, it's a gift to be able to teach. I think it's easier to learn some of the other skills that we have than it is to teach. I think teaching is very challenging. Yeah, it, it can be, especially when, if you have a really hard time explaining, the, and I think that's one of the things that I feel like it's natural to me because I always was in a position when I even had a nine to five where I had to train other people. So it was kind of like, hey, you're here now, you know what you're doing, train five people that we just hired. So if you, that's frustrating to you, <laughs> the idea <laughs> of doing that frustrates you or you've become very frustrated just trying to explain simple processes to other people, probably not teaching <laughs> it's probably yeah. not the thing for you but that's fine like you can give back in other ways yeah so kind of the final way to give back which is similar to donating time through teaching but um kind of taking that to i don't want to say a smaller scale but i guess a more intimate scale yeah. and doing it one-on-one so just kind of being a mentor to somebody else who um is either maybe younger than you or maybe just like coming up in your industry or coming up in a similar industry to where they could benefit from what you do. Right. And um, this is something that I do pretty often uh, because I used to, before I uh, opened my own business, I worked um, as a permanent substitute teacher at a local elementary school. And then I worked in their after school program and taught like step and dance. So with that being said, I obviously got to know like tons of little girls that, um, that went to school there and then by the time I was opening my business and you know a few years into business they're all like then in high school and then in college now and so um, I started mentoring a few of them and like one in particular uh, is she's going to SCAD in Savannah and um, she's just a brilliant artist Um, right and so we meet up all the time and I just kind of try to like obviously our what we do is somewhat different it's like I'm behind the camera and she's putting pen to paper or paint to paper or all sorts of brilliant things to paper. Um, But a lot of what, as far as like starting out our businesses and following our bliss is very similar. The path is very similar. So I just try to give her as much information as I can um, so that she won't take all the missteps that I took. Right. Um, And then that's Aaliyah, which I I hope that over this next summer, because she's getting close to like graduating and everything, I hope to like help her get her website and everything squared away because she really needs to start selling her art because it's brilliant. And um, the other person that I mentor who is just really talented, amazing is Kaylee, who is also, she's actually in high school, um, but she is going into photography, Uh, not necessarily for a career, you know, she doesn't know yet because she's, you know, only in 10th grade, Um, but she's just, you know, she picked up a camera and she's brilliant. And uh, I've known her since she was like five. So it's just, I still am like freaking out that she's A, in high school, B, like a gorgeous little lady, and C, that she's just a really talented photographer. I think she's like way better than I was when I was her age. Um, And so it's just amazing to kind of see like, you know, I've seen like her first images and now like she's been doing it for a few years and just to see like how much she's grown and just to imagine like where she can possibly take it is so awesome. So even though it's like, yes, technically you're contributing to the up and comers in your own industry, I almost feel like it's just like 
so amazing to do for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it makes me feel like happy. Being a mentor allows you to really take a step back and look at everything you've done. And you may not get to do that often. So you really get to reflect on the process. And I feel like having those deep, intimate conversations one-on-one with uh, mentees really lets you, like, first of all, it's becoming vulnerable. So it's kind of like therapeutic in a way because you're yeah. like saying, hey, I was you know, young and stupid, or I did this when I was younger. And these are the things that you could be doing to um, further yourself. And it's so important to mentor women. Like, I feel like men get mentored no matter where they are. Like they get mentored by the other guys. When they get jobs, they're more likely to be mentors because they're uh, over, um, like the guys, like the managers are men usually, or the vice presidents are men. So they're usually easier to get someone to help guide them women not so much because when they get in positions especially entry level the you know other like c-level positions are usually held by men so men don't really look at women and say hey let me mentor you closely one-on-one they look at somebody they can see themselves in, and that's usually another man that's not yeah. always like i mean it's it's difficult to deal with and it's frustrating but it's definitely not by choice by a lot of people some people just naturally guide to people who they see themselves in mm-hmm. and so well, i was gonna say both of my like the girls that i mentor um are black girls so, yeah i mean obviously there's and like one of them people are always like is that your daughter or your sister or something like because we look that much i mean one is mixed and the other is you know black so it's like yeah i definitely see myself in that yeah like literally like you just said i didn't i didn't look in the lineup and say well they're black girls so i'm gonna choose like it's not like that's what happened but it's like they just happen to be going down a similar path you know that i went down and i saw a lot of myself in them and you know, hope to spare them of all the bad self that I had going on at, at their age and right. on the good side. So, yeah, I, I think that's really true. Like, if you can mentor, um, you should. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things that's not for everyone, but I think that I think that a lot of people that don't think that it's something that they could do would really surprise themselves. Yeah, they really, like, I think sometimes people get intimidated by dealing with a generation that's younger than them, or even, and when I say mentor, it doesn't always have to be someone younger. It could be someone older. Like, we've um, found ourselves more so mentoring, like, single parents who are older than ours, who don't have, like, the computer skills or whatever they they need, and doing that kind of, that's been more, when I was starting out, I kind of mentored more younger girls, and now I'm getting to the point where I'm mentoring people who are older than I am, because they're so value in that generation and they work so hard so it's kind of easier um a bit to give them tasks give them things to do or talk about things and they they get it you know it's kind of easier for them to understand where i'm coming from whereas with younger people sometimes it doesn't always soak in, which is fine everybody's young in your 20s and you think you know everything so it's it's totally fine but we've definitely found ourselves like navigating towards that you know generation those baby boomers those people who are a little bit up above us and trying to get them the skills that they need to really make career changes or just try to understand what's happening in today's society because technology moves so fast and yeah like they bear like we had these people grew up for so long with just like phones like that's all they had were like phones in the kitchen one phone house phone that was it and it's like fax machines and now we have like you know text messages and skypes and all this stuff so and I think that's a great point for, like, people who maybe are not uh, kid people. Right. Or if you're not, if you don't want to hang out with a teenager and that's not your jam, like, you can mentor someone your own age, you can mentor someone older than you. And there's a lot of different ways. Like, like you said, like, 
you know, in some capacities, like you might be mentoring somebody who is learning about design and other times they might just be learning about the basics of technology. Right. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly what you do for a living that you help someone in. Um, it can be something that, you know, you are good at, but isn't necessarily exactly what you're doing. So it's like, for example, I mentor somebody who wants to be a photographer, but I also mentor somebody who does art that's completely different than mine. Right. Um, so there's definitely a lot of ways to do that one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And I really think that if you have enough drive and focus and determination to start a business and you're running a business, um, there's, I think that you have what it takes to be a mentor. I, I, I feel like it's just like, it's not easy to start a business. I have um, a client right now who they're opening a gym and I'm doing like some social media consulting for them. And they're like freaking out about like the, the um, brick and mortar side of things because there's a lot of issues with the building and they're running into all these problems and they're like shocked. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, like this is, it's not easy to like to start a business. Like if it was, yeah. everyone would do it. So if you are doing it and you have what it takes to get through all that, um, really a one-on-one -on -one mentorship is probably not as hard as you think it yeah. is. Just to reach out and help someone else get through it because it's not easy for everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And giving back, like, you know, sometimes artists can be um, not the nicest sometimes, you know? <laughs> and when I was coming up, like, there were a few photographers that I reached out to in my industry who weren't really as nice as I thought that they would be. Um, especially considering, like, we already had a connection. Like, one of them I had hired for something before and, like, you know, they were fine when I was, like, promoting their work and things like that. But if I asked to, like, even second shoot for free, they were, like, really weird about it. And I'm just, like, really? Like, I'm this, like, young person who, as far as you know, doesn't even have any talent. So, like, why would you be so, like, threatened? Uh, you haven't even seen my work. Um, whereas I had somebody in town uh, who is an amazing photographer, uh, Misty Miyoto. She's your local in Orlando. And she was so amazingly nice to me when I was first starting out. And um, she taught a free workshop that I was at. And I, I basically, like, idolized her for, like, years. And so when I met her, it was, like, meeting a rock star. Like, I know, like, for other people, they're like, what? Like, they, if you don't live locally, like, you probably don't know who she is. But, like, she's just so amazing and such an awesome photographer in our community. And so when I met her, I was like, oh, my God. And she was like, she knew my work. And she's like, yeah, I've seen your work before. Like, you know, you're really growing. And I'm like, oh, she knows me. <laughs> so, you know, just taking that extra little time to, like, look at someone's work, get to know them, maybe give them a compliment, tell them things that they could improve on. Um, you know, it really goes a long way because that stayed with me like so many years later. Yeah, that made me think of like Black Swan. And I'm like, don't be like, <laughs> don't be like Natalie Portman, you know, or whoever it was that was like against Natalie Portman. Was it Winona Ryder that hated yeah. her character? Don't be Winona Ryder. I mean, be her in other ways, like every day. <laughs> but don't be, don't be that person. Well, I think Winona Ryder was the older one that was like, no. Oh, You're not going to be yeah. the yeah. dancer like me. Yeah, don't be the Winona in this situation, you guys. Be the ni yeah. be nice. And I mean, like, the thing is, is, like, when you're helping other people in your industry come up, like, that just means that you're going somewhere else. Like, right. You're going further ahead. Like, you're climbing further up. I don't even want to say a ladder because we're, like, in a different sort of type of business. So I'll say, like, you're, like, sliding further up the rainbow, okay? Like <laughs> Up the rainbow. New awesome places. You're going to have new challenges and grow even bigger if you're helping people um, come up the rainbow underneath you. Seriously. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you have any awesome ideas for contributing to your industry that we haven't covered, uh, go ahead and let us know because we'd love to share them with the rest of our listeners. Um, you can tweet us at Heart Hustle Pod 
or you can write to us on Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast. And whatever you're up to during the week when you're working on your business and just doing awesome things, we want to hear about it. So just use the hashtag Boss So Hard to let us know what you're up to. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.